We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome in, everybody, to a Reaction Monday on Sports Daily on KFH. Glad to have you all here as we recap and react to everything from over the weekend. Coming up in the show, the Kansas State Wildcats go into Morgantown and beat West Virginia to keep pace in their hunt for a Big 12 title. The Kansas Jayhawks have a dud on senior day in Lawrence and fall to the Longhorns, plus a ton of other college football and NFL news and notes, and your calls at 869-1240. But, of course, we'll begin with a thriller last night for the Chiefs. Jacob Albrock is out today. I'm Tommy Castor, Jad Chambers, as always, producing, and we're joined this morning by the one and only Paul Savage. Paul, what's up? How was your weekend? What's up, big boy? Doing good. Had some uh, a lot of football, if you know what I mean, and had some auditions for uh, uh, for a, a play at uh, Wichita Community Theater. How about that? I was trying to get you to come over and, and audition for that. I need to get you back on the stage one of these days. You know, I feel like I'm I'm partially or at least semi-retired from that, but uh, <laughs> there's never. nothing that says that I can't jump back in it. <laughs> That's exactly right. But anyway, it was a great weekend, a lot of football, and of course, the Chiefs game last night was just thrilling right down to the last drive, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, man. That was uh, such a blast to watch, and you know, it's kind of like that movie that we've seen over and over and over again, but we can't get enough of watching it, and we've got a ton to get to uh, with that game and everything else that happened over the weekend. Of course, with it being a Reaction Monday, that means you two at 869-1240. K-State and KU fans, we're going to get to you in hour number two, but we are going to start with the Chiefs on Sunday night football. Here's a little recap. Casey was 7-2 and two entering the game with the Chargers. They were 5-4, and four, looking to gain ground in the AFC West. Kansas City trailed going into the locker room at halftime, but in the fourth quarter, they were up 23-20 to with a chance to put the game away after a crucial Keenan Allen fumble. However, Jarek McKinnon had a fumble of his own to give the ball right back to L.A. Justin Herbert, who had a pretty solid game last night, found Keenan Allen for a 46-yard reception on third and 18, and a Joshua Palmer touchdown put the Chargers up 27-23 with a minute 45 left. We all know that's an eternity for Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes found Travis Kelsey for his third team of the game with 31 seconds left that put the Chiefs up 30 to 27 a sack by Chris Jones on Justin Herbert
Herbert on first down, and a Nick Bolton pick sealed the deal for Kansas City to win the game to move to 8-2, and two, have a three-game lead on the Chargers, and effectively lock up the AFC West before Thanksgiving. So much to break down with this game, Paul, and I want to talk about the division a little bit later on in the program and what we're seeing in the AFC West right now, but first off, just another remarkable performance by Kansas City. Uh, there were stretches in this game, Paul. They didn't look great, and the Chargers looked like the better team on the field. But ultimately, we all know in crunch time, it comes down to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And, of course, I'm sitting here, you know, as a football coach, I'm shaking my head at the Los Angeles Chargers. And I'm thinking to myself, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Sure, you want to, you want to keep the, the deep ball and you want to keep everything in front of you. But, you know, even as the announcers, I mean, the, these announcers, sometimes I wonder if they know what they're talking about. But these guys could even make the note of, well, look how deep the safeties are playing. It's man coverage. You got DBs. You got corners turning their back and running with receivers. And, of course, you're going to have Mahomes making plays with his feet. Mahomes is maturing as a quarterback. There's no question about that, Tommy. He's maturing as a quarterback. He's not going to run like he used to run. He doesn't want to run like he used to run, and he shouldn't run like he used to run. But he's going to take advantage when, when corners turn their backs and safeties are 20 yards deep. He's going to take advantage and, and use all the tools in his pouch to be able to win football games. And, of course, with Travis Kelsey. I mean, you know, we're going to – one of these days we're going to think back and we're going to say, you know, we saw the greatest tight end in the history of the game playing right before our very eyes. And it's going to be something to really remember. And uh, But I'll tell you what, that guy just has a knack. Uh, and by the way, is there a tight end that's ever run a, sh a shallow crosser route better than him? Because if there is, <laughs> I'm open to it. You go ahead and tell yeah, me. Yeah, I, I'll go ahead. Yeah, I don't know – I don't know if there is, Paul, and I think that was something that was so remarkable to me, even uh, when that, that final uh, drive of the game for Kansas City, the go-ahead touchdown. Um, I thought, and obviously we know Travis Kelsey is one of, if not the best tight ends of all time, but I thought that was a crucial coaching mistake by Brandon Staley. I know Derwin James is is a great uh, great defensive player, but they left him man-to-man man -man with Travis Kelsey with no help at all. And I know Derwin James is great, but that's a recipe for disaster. I'm not sure what Brandon Staley was thinking there. Well, there's, there's a, there was a numerous, you know, occasions where I was thinking the same thing, the exact, I mean, just practically the same words running through my brain at the time. But, you know, the ability of Kansas City to run the football, uh, uh, Isaiah uh, Pacheco, just a great afternoon, over 100 yards. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I know there's some really good teams in 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 the NFL right now on both in both divisions. I think there there are there there are I would say four teams. Maybe I could even stretch to go to five teams that might be Super Bowl champions before this is all said and done. And of course, the Chiefs being one of them. But I'm going to say right now that when you start when you start uh, running the ball as well as Kansas City did uh, on Sunday. And with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, I mean, you know, why not a Super Bowl? I mean, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon too too quick and jinx anybody, but you know, this is a this is a football team that I'm almost starting to think the word destiny is is probably going to be a part of 
the legacy of this particular football team. But, uh, boy, it was just a lot of fun to watch. And defense, my gosh. You know, over the years, Tommy, I don't know if you ever heard Jacob and I talking about, you know, I've had my moments where, where I'm not satisfied with the Kansas City defense. There are things that Kansas City has done over the years, such as how they line up such as how they use their linebackers, such as linebackers not playing downhill. I mean, I've had a, I've had a list of things to, to, to come and go off of this show over the years. But I'll tell you what, you're starting to see a lot of good things with the defense, things that I notice, you know, that, that maybe somebody may or may not notice, but I can see them, and they're just as clear as day to me. And Kansas City starts up front. And whenever you look at a great football team and a championship caliber football team, you got to look up front. You got to look up front on the defensive line and say, do these guys get pushed? Can these guys make sacks? Can these guys disrupt the passer? Can these guys take the step up pocket away from a quarterback? And when you can do that, like the Kansas City Chiefs did yesterday, when they do that, well, I'll tell you what, you're a different football team. You're a different cat. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think the defense, they've they've stepped up in, in a variety of different ways. I think Steve Spagnola uh, has gotten to the point with these guys where he knows the, the best time to call a blitz. He knows the best time to drop back into coverage. Nick Bolton is playing at an all-pro level. He had that interception to, to seal the deal, added 10 tackles. Willie Gay uh, had a great game as well. Of course, Chris Jones had two sacks on the night. Um, so the individual performers are there. I think there are still some question marks about the secondary, in my opinion, with the Kansas City defense. Defense, but that will come, uh, I feel like, as the season rolls on. Going back offensively, Paul, um, I, I feel like we're running out of superlatives, like running <laughs> out of words to say about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And, you know, I think it's it's remarkable. And you mentioned we're going to look back and, you know, realize that we were watching the greatest tight end of all time. I think it's remarkable that we're watching one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time with arguably the best tight end of all time on the same team during the same period of time like that's remarkable and it's not just us it's not just the media it's not just fans that feel that way Patrick Mahomes feels that way about Travis Kelsey as well does Tra does Patrick Mahomes feel like Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time Patrick Mahomes was asked about that after the game no I, I don't I'm not joking at all it's, if he's man to man I'm gonna give him a chance and I mean he's gonna win most of them I mean obviously they got Derwin so Derwin's going to win his battles because he's like, like probably the best safety in the league. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to give my guy a chance because I know how special he is. Yeah, I mean, th that's really what you do. And, of course, Paul, you know, the, the narrative going into this season was what will the Kansas City offense look like without Tyreek Hill? And I feel like a lot of what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do is – because he knows he has other guys that can step up. He can soften up the defense a little bit with receivers like Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Kadarius Toney before he went down with that injury, the hamstring last night, and Sky Moore stepped up. I mean, some of these other guys, but then know in crunch time when you've got to get a first down or you've got to get a touchdown with the time ticking off the clock, and especially if he's going to be man-to-man, -man, Travis Kelsey is going to be the guy that you're going to get the football to. The whole world knows it, but nobody can stop it. Well, that's an interesting concept, isn't it? I can do this. Go ahead and stop me. That's just, you know, yeah. you might, you know, Andy Reid might as well just send whatever head coach he's getting ready to play for the week a little note. You know, you use a, use a stamp and an envelope. I mean, be unique, you know, but don't just email it. But write on a little piece of paper <laughs> like Bill Snyder used to do to everybody with his little notes. We're going to use uh, we're going to use Kelsey quite a bit this weekend. I just wanted to let you know, 
and 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 send that to the opposing coach because it wouldn't matter, would it? It won't matter. The and and part of the thing about about Kelsey and he doesn't get enough credit for this is his ability to get a release off the line of scrimmage. That's that's yeah. really one of the things that separates him. And of course, Andy Reid and Bianca, I mean, they they use the pick stuff. I know that, I, and I mean when I say pick, I don't mean the illegal pick. I, that's not what I'm talking about. But they're 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 able to to do things to rub and do things to get Kelsey open. It's just incredible, and everybody knows it's coming. And and when everybody knows it's coming and you can't stop it, well, that says greatness to me, my friend. Yeah, I mean, and and I I feel like. All that Patrick Mahomes has done has put up an MVP caliber season. Yeah, right. And it's been under our, it's been under our nose this entire time. Under and our nose. Everyone has <laughs> talked about. Yeah, everybody has talked about guys like Jalen Hurts and who's had a really good season. Don't get me wrong. Oh, he Josh has. Allen. Okay. Who, yes. Yes. You know, yes. Jo- Josh Allen's a good quarterback. Yes, he's had a couple he, of rough weeks. Yes. 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 He's, he's really good. Yeah. I mean, to attack of Iloa, he's you know oh, led yeah, that yeah. Miami offense. They're explosive. But come yeah. on, I mean Patrick. All Patrick Mahomes has done is basically lead every category for quarterbacks so far this season. And so uh, I know that he is, at this point, after the game last night, now the presumptive favorite to win the MVP. You look Mm. at all the sports books. He wasn't. He was like fifth or sixth in that list at the beginning of the season. Do you feel like nationally, Paul, people have undervalued at least this season the special kind of talent that Patrick Mahomes is and maybe overestimated the importance that Tyreek Hill was to the offense? Yeah, well, I think that that is the case, although Tyreek Hill, I mean, you know, good. I mean, you don't want to be a part good, goodbye. Have fun, do well, make a lot of money, do whatever you want to do. Thank you for your service. But here's the thing about Patrick Mahomes. You know, you just you just rattled off, what, three other quarterbacks? Or was it four other quarterbacks? Three and other, yeah. Three other quarterbacks, so four total with Patrick Mahomes. Who are you taking? If you were to ask Bill fans in in a in a letter of uh, of of a vote, would you rather have Allen or would you rather have Mahomes? What do you think most What do you think most fans would say if you're a Buffalo Bill fan? I think they'd be crazy if they don't say say Mahomes. Are there in a quarterback in the league that I would take over Mahomes? And 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 I can tell you that unabashedly. I'm just that's just the way it is. But I can tell you right now. That that yes, all those other quarterbacks that you have mentioned, oh, they're having good years, uh, they're, uh, Tommy. They're they're good. I mean, you're not going to get me to say anything bad about Josh Allen. I mean, he's he's doing everything, including fighting through through nicks. I mean, the guy's nicked up half the time, and he fights through that. That tells me he has the heart of a champion. But would I take would I take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes? Well, I don't think so. I don't think any of the guys that you just mentioned, and they're all. Darn good quarterbacks. They're all better, much better than average quarterbacks. I'm not taking a single one of them over Patrick Mahomes. Now, there you go. That's your headline. Well, whoop de doo Because <laughs> right now everybody's thinking, well, neither would I, Paul. But, I mean, that's the, the point that you're making is a good point. There are a lot of good well, quarterbacks I, in the NFL. Well, and when I yeah. say a lot, I mean the handful that we talk about, let's say the top five, top six, they're darn good quarterbacks. Every single one of them are Darn good quarterbacks, and there have been years that you'd love to have them as your quarterback, but that's not the case now with Patrick Mahomes. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna usurp that. Well, and and it, it reinforces, and this is the understatement of the year, right? And and you know people are gonna hear this and be like, well, that duh, that's obvious. But it reinforces the importance of having 
a, a star quarterback on your roster because look at look at a team like the New York Jets from yesterday. They they're a solid football team all the way around. Their defense gave up three points to New England, and Zach Wilson is the quarterback, and they couldn't score a touchdown, and they lost the game. And their defense gave up three points, and they lost the game. Uh, and so it reinforces that you've got to have a playmaker at that position. And, of course, Kansas City fans are are blessed to have Patrick Mahomes uh, and, and will be blessed for as long as this continues, which right. it has no – you know, no sense that it's going to end anytime soon. I want to ask you uh, before we go to break here, and we're going to continue with our, our Chiefs talk after the first break, but I want to ask you a little bit about the running game. That's been a, a struggle for Kansas City in recent weeks, although Isaiah Pacheco has stepped up in the last two weeks. He rushed for over 100 yards last night against the Chargers. It's been a part of the game plan that Kansas City has had uh, issues in getting implemented, getting off the ground. Clyde edwards Lair uh, has been non-existent the last couple of weeks. He exited with an ankle injury last night on Sunday Night Football. But Jarek McKinnon didn't do a ton. But it looks like it's Isaiah Pacheco's show right now. I noticed, Paul, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I noticed how forceful this guy runs. I tweeted it last night. I feel like Isaiah Pacheco runs like he's mad at the grass and that, that's that's kind of the way that he he jumps out there your thoughts on Kansas City establishing the run game well you are exactly right I'm gonna say it in a different word uh, in different words I mean the way that you phrase it is exactly right very observant I mean he attacks the hole I mean he's gonna go to the hole the hole's closed he's gonna start looking for another hole another cutback or a, or whatever it takes but he hits he hits it up there, and there there are a lot of backs in the NFL that have been pretty decent who come up and 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 I'll use the word pussyfoot around you know you know the the the, the gaps and they're they're going to slow down and they're going to try to see what develops. Well, that's not the way that's not the way Isaiah uh, Pacheco runs. He he runs head down. He's going to hit the hole, and if it opens, it's going to be there. And thus, when you this thus when you when you do that, when the hole is there. Man, it's a nice gain, and he had a number of really good gains. I mean, he averaged seven yards per carry. Listen, that's not bad. That's not bad in the NFL when you're averaging seven yards per carry. You know, if you if you hand off the ball by average numbers, you know, on first down, it's second and three. Boy, your options to do whatever you want to do as an offense open up when you're averaging uh, uh, on second down, second and three. So uh, I like the way, I like the style. It's kind of a bang bang thing. Let's go knock them off the line of scrimmage and see what we can do. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. It's kind. It's kind of really kind of cool. I mean, I'm I'm not crazy about zone read this, zone read that. You know, hesitate, wait and see what develops. I kind of like the bang bang. Let's go knock them off the line of scrimmage and run the football. Nothing wrong with that. I've been doing that for a while, by the way, Tommy, playing bang-bang football like that. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, with Pacheco, he I think he only had three or four carries early in the game, but he was effective when he was running the football. And I, I sat there thinking, all right, the Chargers know that the Chiefs want to throw the football. I mean, that's everybody knows that, uh, but Pacheco is effective. We need to give him the ball more. And there were a couple of stretches, a couple of drives that stalled out for Kansas City uh, after halftime where – I'm sitting there and I'm like, Andy Reid, please give Isaiah Pacheco the ball more. It's working. And the Chargers run defense is terrible. And so I feel like as the game went on, the, the script, the game plan right. dictated giving Pacheco the ball a little bit right. more, running some clock, right. that sort of thing. So I was glad.
glad to see him get the carries that he got. Right. You know, 15 carries, 107 yards. It was a breath of fresh air for a team that has had struggles running the football right. for the last several weeks, and right. hopefully that continues. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Chiefs' injuries after the game against the Chargers, what the AFC West looks like, and other top storylines from the NFL yesterday. We're going to do that coming up after the break. It's Sports Daily. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage. We'll be back. Got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. It's a reaction Monday. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, Jad Chambers producing. We started off the show, obviously, talking about the thriller on Sunday Night Football last night. Kansas City wins against the Chargers 30-27. to They move to 8-2. and They have a three-game lead in the AFC West. We're going to talk about the AFC West, Paul, in just a couple of minutes. But first off, a couple of injury updates from the game last night for Kansas City. Clyde Edwards E. Lair has a high ankle sprain. Kadarius Toney has a hamstring. Juan Thornhill, a left calf. Jalen Wilson has an injured hand. Those were the primary injuries coming out of the game. I want to focus first off on Kadarius Toney. Clearly, uh, that's a big blow if he has to miss any time. The wide receiver room is already fairly thin for Kansas City with Juju Smith-Schuster dealing with that concussion. McCole Hardman on the injured reserve. Uh, your thoughts on where Kansas City stands with their wide receivers? Well, that's been a problem. I mean, injury-wise, I mean, it's been nagging the Kansas City Chiefs basically for the entire football season. So where I'm at right now is that that I can't tell. I, I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't have known it if you would have told me. Because you're doing things, uh, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you're going to do things with big bodies. You're going to take tight ends. You're going you're gonna to make them do things and, and possibly line up uh, where, where wide receivers might be. And right now, you've got sort of a lineup of a lot of big bodies that are catching a lot of passes and causing all kinds of problems. So, you know, when you start making a list of how many receiver injuries you've had over the course of the year, Kansas City Chiefs have sure done a good job of compensating for that, haven't they? And they've basically yeah. done it with a crop of big body type guys that, are, that you would look at and you would say, well, he's a tight end. He's not a wide receiver. But Kansas City is making things work. And that speaks to partly – uh, the coaching staff with uh, on the offensive side of the football being able to take guys who have talent, by the way, who have the ability to run, who have the ability to catch, and, and putting them in a spot to be successful. I, I'll tell you what, it's a tribute to the Kansas City Chiefs coaching staff to be able to pull off what they pulled off with, with the dinged-up receivers they've had. And listen, that was a knock on Kadarius Toney in in New York that he couldn't stay on the field. And, and some of that was off the field issues, but some of it was injury issues, too. So that was, um, you know, looked to be and, and continues to look like a very important trade that Brett Beach made to bring Tony into Kansas City, both for the short term and the long term. We'll have to wait and see what uh, the, the long term uh, injury uh, reports are with Kadarius Tony if he can go next week and what that'll look like. But but Paul, I thought that the the receivers that stepped in not just for Tony but for Juju Smith Schuster and for McCole Hardman, uh, I thought that they they stepped up and performed at a high level. It was great to see the rookie Sky Moore 
get the targets and get the the catches that he had. He had five receptions for 63 yards in the game. He had seven total receptions coming into the game yesterday and had five with 63 yards. Uh, and I'll tell you, I don't know if you if you knew this, Paul, but Jacob is a huge, huge Skymore believer. And I like Skymore too, but I felt like he hadn't shown up the way that he needed to. Maybe lost a little bit of confidence, struggled in the punt return game, which was never really his forte. But when the Chiefs needed him as a rookie, he stepped up with five receptions and 63 yards. Right. Well, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. And it just, it's a sense of getting some confidence in yourself. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a whole different game, particularly when you come to the level of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I'm not saying that 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 they're that much better than a lot of the professional in, uh, the professional football teams that are in the NFL. But I get your point. I I understand it. I agree with it to a certain extent. Some guys adapt a little quicker than others. And uh, but but there is potential. Is there potential? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There is definitely potential with regards to the upside for that young man. He's going to be a good one. I think he's going to be. I, well, let me rephrase that. I think there's the ability to be a really good one for that young man. How's that? Yeah, he's got the talent. He's got that, the talent for sure to make that happen. That's what he's got. Yeah, it's just a it's a matter of whether or not he can be in the right situations there you and go. take advantage of it that, that's when right. the team needs him. One other point that you made that I thought was really interesting a couple of moments ago was when you mentioned the the lack of wide receivers and the adjustments that the Kansas City coaching staff made. There were several plays, Paul, that we saw last night where uh, they put three tight ends on the field. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, but Jody Fortson and Noah Gray were there blocking, running routes, that sort of thing. Uh, and it, it makes me think that if we continue seeing a thin wide receiver room, that those are going to be the sets that the Kansas City feels comfortable playing with where you've got two or three tight ends at any given time. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, it was impressive to me. And by the way, before the season started, I had told Jacob on a show that, that, that man, I'm a big Fortson guy. I think this is a yeah. big body. This is a guy with pretty darn good hands, and, and he's got speed. Uh, I liked him. I mean, if, if he was on another football team, other one that didn't have, you know, Travis Kelsey on it, by the way, I mean, he, he could be that, that number one go-to guy at a, at a tight end. He could be a star in the, in the making. I like him. I like his speed. I like his ability to catch the ball. Uh, I like him at, at, at the Z. I, I like him. I like him somewhere on the field along with Travis Kelsey, for guys' sakes. I mean, I just think, I think that Kansas City is being innovative, and my God, that is a handful to cover. Uh, those tight ends are a handful, aren't they, when the ball snapped? I, you know, because the, the, they all run so well, but they all run such good routes, Tommy. That's the thing. You know, you can be the fastest guy in the world, and, you know, you can shape a coverage to bracket and, and, and top somebody off and do, you know, all the things that you want to do. But when you can run great routes, man, oh, man, that puts, that puts a, a, a real problem on the back of the defense. And Kansas City has three big receivers that they can they can do that. They can cause problems for the for the uh, DBs. Yeah, and you know Jody Fortson had that that catch on the on the dime that Mahomes threw him. That was, I mean was placed perfectly, and Fortson was able to haul it in, and and uh, that led to a, a Travis Kelsey touchdown. Right. So mm -hmm. um, I'm with you. I'm with you. The way that the tight ends play, it, it, it's it's remarkable. It's kind of fun. Let's take a look at yeah. Let's take a look at the AFC West here for a minute. This stat, speaking of remarkable, is insane. Patrick Mahomes in his career. He's played 14 road divisional games. 
this is crazy. 34 total touchdowns, 4,100 passing yards. You know what his record is, Paul? Isn't it 13 or 14 or something like that? Straight win? 14 and 0. 14, in 14 career road divisional yeah. games. Yeah. This guy has never lost a game on the road. That means that the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders, those fans that come to see their team play against the Chiefs in their home stadium, they've never seen their team win while Patrick Mahomes <laughs> has been quarterback. That's remarkable. What's also incredible, Paul, is the fact that we are four day, three days away from Thanksgiving. Kansas City has a three-game lead in the AFC West and essentially basically have that division locked up right now. Right. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that that gives you a chance to, you know, breathe a little easier. But, I mean, you know, you know, you know you're at a point. There's seven games left in the season. And that seems like a lot to me. It seems like a lot. There's, the, there's a lot of ebbs and flows left in the NFL football season. And, and, and that's, that's, what you, that's what you want to avoid if you're Kansas City. And I think you're on to something when you say that and phrase it the way you've phrased it. And I'm going to build off of what you just said. And that is that. If you're Kansas City, you're playing pretty well. You don't want to lose any of that. On the other hand, you don't want to take any chances, you know, with with personnel and that guy. I mean, you don't want to do dumb things, and you don't want to get out of the flow of what you're doing well. You want to stay in the flow. And so, seven games left, and you're this far ahead, and basically you're 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 locked uh, for for your division, and that's a beautiful thing this early. But man, sometimes you got to stay focused. You got to stay sharp. You got to Stay hungry might be a good word, Tommy. So, you know, I like the way you phrase that and you've brought this topic up. But man, you gotta stay frosty. You're if you're if you're the Chiefs, you gotta stay frosty. You gotta stay a little hungry. You just can't you just can't say, man, we got it made, don't we? Oh uh, uh, Holmes over here. Man, 14 games on the road, wins in our division. Man, that's amazing. You know, you can't do that. And 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 but humans are humans, Tommy. Humans can, you know. <laughs> Um, you know, other than you, you're perfect. But most of us, well, you know, we have we have these flaws in our life that we allow things to creep in. And you can't let that happen if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. I got to tell you, I, I'd like to do this show with you more often, Paul, because Jacob never compliments me the way that you've complimented me. I mean, it's, that's like five or six times well, you're in the, the greatest, last 30 Tom. minutes. I'm, I'm on board with that. Well, according to your, your email to me, I've still got like eight or nine references of how great you are still <laughs> left before I cover my contract today. <laughs> that was Fair enough. Joke. Let's look. That was, I'm just kidding. Jad, <laughs> Jad looks at me like, oh, you got that many more to go? No, I, Jad, I love sorry it. about that. I love it. Let's look around the rest of the NFL uh, with our few minutes remaining in this segment. I think, Paul, uh, a couple big takeaways. The two, two teams that we've looked at as kind of being top tier in the NFL this season both struggled to a bit, uh, to an extent, but both got victories yesterday. The Philadelphia Eagles had a late touchdown to beat the Colts 17-16 to and the Buffalo Bills. They struggled early in the game, but they were able to pull away from the Cleveland Browns 31-23. to Where do you stand right now uh, with the state of the NFL? And, and if we're power ranking, I know a lot of people had – uh, the Eagles as probably the number one team in the NFL. The Bills are up there, too. Does that change at all for you after what we saw yesterday? I still can't believe I'm about to say I, I'm, I'm, I'm not on board with the Philadelphia Eagles at this point yet. I'm getting closer. I mean, I guess I'm getting closer. But, you know. Uh, I mean, they're 9-1. I, 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 I'll tell you what, though. I think I'm switching. So if I had to say what's my second favorite team, I think I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Can I tell you why? Uh, and the okay. reason is because 
You know, there's a city right there, and I guess we all heard about the snowstorm. Jad, did you hear about the snowstorm that, that came in on on uh, off the off the lakes on Buffalo? Five feet of snow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It, was, it was a mess, wasn't it, Jad? I mean, it was just yeah. a total mess. And and I'll tell you what, I'm now a fan. I want to be an official Bills fan. Did you hear what they did to get their players to the airport and, and get the Bills to a place where they could go play this football game in Detroit? You know, five feet of snow. Five feet of snow. Tommy, have you ever been in five feet of snow? Because I've not been uh, in five yeah, feet. I can't say I have, no. I, I, I can't even – can you even imagine five feet of snow? I can't – but anyway, the city itself came out to get these guys to the airport, get them to the, to the training facility so that they could pack and get ready to go on this trip. You know, strangers going to the NFL players, to the, uh, to the Bills players' houses and shoveling snow and, and clearing their driveway and – and plowing for them so they can get to where they got to be. It was an amazing story. I think I've never seen anything quite like it, and I've been around for a little bit, been around for a minute or two, and I've never seen any story like this where a city comes together to get this football team to to the airport and to the training facilities. I've never seen anything quite like it. So I want to become, I want to become, I want to come Sports Dailies Bill, uh, unofficial Bills fan of the week. If that's all right with you, I, I, can you can you deem that upon me? Or do you, well, you're the lead on this show today. Can you can you deem me an unofficial or unofficial Bills fan for the week? Yeah, if you would like to be, that's uh, no skin off my back. I, I'm not going to join you on that, but you are welcome to be that. Uh, yeah, I guess unofficial but Chiefs I, fan if you'd like. I'm a but sucker. That was, that... I'm a sucker for those stories, Tommy. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, oh. I'm a sucker. For that kind of story in sports. It was a must win for Buffalo uh, to not fall further behind in the seeding race in the AFC. They had dropped two games in a row, and they didn't look great uh, to start that game, but they were able to pull away from the, from the Browns. I think the other big storyline, Paul, before we go to break here from the games yesterday, the, the Dallas Cowboys, their largest road win ever, taking down the Minnesota Vikings by a score of 40-3. The Vikings, Paul, were 8-1, and one. Have we been overestimating the Vikings and underestimating the Cowboys all along? Yeah. Hello. Yes. That would be affirmative. Yes, that we have been. Listen, just a couple of weeks ago, look how the, look how the Vikings won. I mean, guys, I, I've never seen a bigger fluky play in the in, in my lifetime than 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 the Vikings recovering a fumble to win a, win a football game. So yes, we've been overvaluing the Vikings, and probably now that Dak is back. Uh, uh, undervaluing the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys could go on a run. I'm not. I will not be surprised to see the Cowboys in the playoffs. Well, I mean, it was a wild Sunday in the NFL. Both the Cowboys and the Vikings are in action on Thanksgiving. The Cowboys, obviously, at home taking on the New York Giants, who lost to the Lions uh, yesterday by a score of 31. 18. The Cowboys will play the Giants on Thanksgiving in Dallas. And then the Vikings have the primetime game on Thanksgiving, taking on the New England Patriots. We're going to step aside for another break. When we come back, we're going to switch gears to a little bit of college football, K-State, KU in our second hour. But an update on Lee Corso and college game day. We'll talk about that coming up next on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Soccer fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first goal score prop bet on any World Cup game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then, wager on any player to score the first goal in any World Cup game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with the King of Sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager and physically present in Kansas to bet new and existing customer offers all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel all right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on a Reaction Monday. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, and Jad Chambers here with you on this Monday. Paul, before we get to our second hour and talk about KU and K-State, everything that happened over the weekend, uh, you sent me this last night, and I thought it was worthy enough to at least mention, if you watch College Game Day at all on Saturday mornings on ESPN, you've noticed that Lee Corso has been absent for a few weeks. Uh, he didn't make the trip to KU when they were in Lawrence a few weeks ago, but he was back as College Game Day went to Big Sky Country to talk about Montana and Montana State. What I thought was remarkable, Paul, and I want to get your take on it, it was negative five degrees in Montana on Saturday, and 87-year-old Lee Corso makes his return on the show. Um, that's quite a, a show to return to. It is. And by the way, I love Lee Corso, and I love the way I love the way he approaches his craft uh, there on game day, and, and I've always enjoyed him. I've always thought he was entertaining, and he has insight. He has a unique set of 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 conceptions of the game of football that are are unique to him, and and they're fun to listen to. And of course, his his catch line, not so fast, my friend. I just I think I use that all the time. I I I've say I say that on a daily basis. I believe at one point or another. But uh, I, I, I have missed him, and it was good to see him back. Although it, it struck me odd, uh, it struck me odd to bring him back in Montana where it's, like you said, below zero, for goodness sakes, uh, because he has had some health problems. Uh, what those problems are, I'm not sure. I've not ever read or heard what they were, but, gosh, I sure miss him, and it's just a better show with him on there. Even though you can tell he's, he's fighting it, he's fighting the good fight to be on that show and Izzy is as good as he was 15 years ago. Pro well, probably not, but who of us are? And uh, I, I, 
I just wish him the best, and, and he makes that show so much fun, Tommy. Are you a Lee Corso fan, by the way? You know, I, I, I definitely appreciate what, what Lee Corso brings to the show and what he's brought to college football for so long. The last couple of years, I have thought, all right, maybe it's time to, you know, sort of move on to something else, just because I don't want to see somebody struggling while they're on TV. But um, it, it was good to see him back. I know a lot of people were... Uh, we're wondering if we would ever see him again, and, and it just so happened that we saw him uh, when, when game day made their first ever appearance in the state of Montana, so that was pretty cool. So uh, congratulations, Lee Corso, making his return to college game day. You know, we, we talked a lot, Paul, about the NFL here in the first hour. We're going to switch to college football in the second hour, but there's a lot happening today that we're not going to have a ton of time to talk about. I mentioned uh, in that BetMGM read a couple of moments ago, the World Cup going on right now. USA plays at 1 o'clock today. You can watch that on Fox. And then Shocker Basketball today as well. At 1 o'clock, they take on Grand Canyon. You can hear that uh, on 107 or 103.7 KEYN. So, uh, Paul, I feel like we're, we're really football-focused here on the show today, but there's obviously... USA soccer and then Wichita State basketball coming up later today as well. Right. Folks focusing on college basketball right now. This that's tough. That's kind of tough. To, I mean, for me, you know, it, it's kind of tough. I'm I'm trying to stay up with it. It's trying to stay up with the NBA. Here's what I know about the NBA. Kyrie Irving's coming back. LeBron's not doing very well, and probably Milwaukee and 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 Boston are probably the two best franchises. Will probably be one of those two teams will be the NBA championship. There you go. That's all you need to know about it, the, the NBA at this point. Is that a fairly is that fairly inclusive summary as to what the NBA is at to this point? I think it, I think it's pretty. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll be the first to admit I don't I don't follow in depth the NBA. I'm, oh, if, it's fun. if you yeah you'll anybody will who knows me knows that I don't like the NBA. I don't like the style of basketball they play. I'll follow it. Like I'll I'll, I'll figure out you know who is you know, top teams or making it to the NBA finals or whatever, but I'm not watching it night in and night out much more of a college basketball guy. And so of course, Wichita oh. state, uh, they're taking on the shockers in Kansas city at the T-Mobile center. Again, that game, uh, is at two o'clock. And I wonder Paul, um, with what we've seen early on with the shockers, I don't know much about grand Canyon. Uh, I know they're three and one, uh, right now to start the season. I don't know much about them, but I do know, a little bit about the Shockers, and after that loss, the embarrassing loss against Alcorn State last weekend, they rebounded with that victory against Richmond on the road. Now they're in Kansas City for a while. How important right now do you think this holiday tournament that Wichita State is in is for the Shockers and the future of the program? Well, they better play well, and by the way, with Grand Canyon, I mean, listen, Nothing against Grand Canyon. That is a beautiful place to go. Have you ever been there? I mean, it's just magnificent. The views are tremendous. It's great. Their basketball may not be that good, but the views are great. But anyway, with that being said, <laughs> uh, I'm not – no, no, no. Uh, I, I think the Shockers are in a precarious place. Let, they won a game at Richmond. I didn't think they'd win. Did you think they'd win? Because I didn't think they would – well, I mean, the way they played against Alcorn and I thought that they, I thought that they would because I oh, thought that did? they needed to rally. Well. Yeah, I thought they needed to rally. Uh, it was one of the most, if not the most important game uh, in the Isaac Brown era. So I thought that they would rebound, and they did. Um, they, they, they got back to their roots of Shocker basketball, the toughness, the intensity, all of that. 
I think my biggest question now leading into the game today against Grand Canyon and then this holiday tournament as a whole is if they can consistently continue that effort, that tenacity, the intensity. Uh, that's going to be really important for me to keep an right. eye on. Right. I'm still waiting to find out who's the man. Who's the man of the who, – who is the man on this team? Is it Porter? Is it – I mean, you know, Porter – It's got to be it. Porter. I mean, well, I, I, think that Jamie, be, I think Jamie Rojas – Jamie Rojas that, had a good game against Richmond, that might the be. Alabama transfer. That's good. But, I mean, it, this is Craig Porter's team. I feel like this team will go where Craig Porter goes. Well, I'm still – but I'm. But the thing is, I'm not quite sold yet. Yes, yes, that's the potential. I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. Uh, uh, but I'm still not convinced. I've got to see it. I've got to see it on a little bit more of a, con, of a, of a concise and, and more often – and he needs to be that guy. Do it, but do it on a consistent basis. That's all I'm asking. I'm still wondering because it still makes me come back to my original thought. I'm still waiting for somebody to assert this is my team. I'm going to be the one to be the example of metal toughness, the one that doesn't quit, the one that, that plays hard every possession, every defensive, uh, uh, try to get every defensive stop. That's who I'm waiting to see. You're right. Probably Craig Porter. No, you're probably right. But are you 100% well, sure yet that that's the man? See, I'm still not quite. I'm waiting. It yeah. probably will and, and be, but I don't know. Yep, they've got a good opportunity to do so this afternoon, right, 2 o'clock against Grand Canyon. You can listen to the game, 103.7 KUIN. The Shockers are a one-and-a-half-point favorite, so we'll see how that goes later on this afternoon. Coming up in hour number two, we're going to switch gears to college football, K-State, KU, and a lot more on a Reaction Monday on Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.